the 16th of February, and this is Loud and Proud. We have some special guests in. Dan Turpin's not here, so we can absolutely lose our tiny minds. Uh, because it's just been Valentine's Day, we thought it might be quite wise to have a love song, followed by a song about happy heartbreak. So, here is Dos Rogitas by Sebastian Yatra. Dos oruguitas enamoradas pasan sus noches y madrugadas llenas de hambre siguen andando y navegando un mundo que cambia y sigue cambiando navegando un mundo que cambia y sigue cambiando dos oruguitas paran el viento se abrazan con sentimiento, siguen creciendo, no saben cuándo buscar algún rincón, el tiempo sigue cambiando, inseparables son, el tiempo sigue cambiando, hay oruguitas, no se aguanten más, hay que crecer aparte y volver. Hacia adelante seguirás, vienen milagros, vienen crisálidas, hay que partir y construir su propio futuro. Hay oruguitas, no se aguanten más, hay que crecer aparte y volver. Hacia adelante seguirás, vienen milagros, vienen crisálidas, hay que partir. Y construir su propio futuro Dos oruguitas desorientadas en dos capullos bien abrigadas con sueños nuevos ya solo falta hacer lo necesario en el mundo que sigue cambiando tumbando sus paredes ahí viene nuestro milagro nuestro milagro nuestro milagro nuestro milagro hay mariposas no se Será parte y volver hacia adelante seguirás ya son milagros rompiendo crisálidas hay que volar hay que encontrar su propio futuro hay mariposas no se aguanten más hay que crecer aparte y volver hacia adelante seguirás ya son milagros rompiendo
We were good, we were gold, kind of dream that can't be sold. We were right till we weren't, built a home and watched it burn. ending came from Miley Cyrus's Flowers. Uh, and uh, before that, I'm just being aggressively gestured to that my mic control is not great, despite the uh, my private life. Uh, so that was Miley Cyrus's Flowers. And before that, we had Dos Olegitas by Sebastian Yatra, who, and that is from the Encanto soundtrack. Now, we do have our regular Mark Lancaster on the buttons and knobs. Hello. And he has got his slam poetry mic, which I really enjoy. Yo. You look like you're about to really lay it down for us kids. Uh, he tried good to for radio there. <laughs> it was great. Really, really good gesturing there. Uh, and we have two guests 
which I'm very, very excited about. We've been desperate to book them for ages, but their agents have said no. I'm joking, they don't have agents. Do you have agents? No, they don't have agents. Uh, so first, I'd like to uh, introduce uh, Philippa Gatley. Uh, Philippa Gatley is a midwife, uh, a friend of mine, and an improviser extraordinaire. Hello, Philippa. Hello. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. This is uh, it's a bit weird doing radio and microphones, but thank you so much for having me. It <laughs> It is, it is. Thank you for saying that, Pip. And you look very, very happy and surprised to be here. Um, uh, Pip and I have been seeing each other a lot because we are rehearsing for uh, a sketch show written by Lee Terrell called This Is How We Do It, which is on at Caddy's next Thursday and Friday. Now, that is a side, and Lee won't be so angry with us because we need to make sure we plug it. Uh, we have the delectable Sophie Fisher, who is a social worker and also baby improviser. Yeah. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. And uh, now, uh, first out the gate, the reason that we want to, because you are obviously we're all very, very good friends. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Mark just um, uh, uh, gently pushed the microphone into my face, and it just gave me flashbacks to Pride 2014. Um, <laughs> 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 what that means. Oh, you exactly know what it means. Um, but so we're obviously really, really good friends. But because uh, you are, how you're a couple? Do you how do you define? Like, yeah, <laughs> do you, do you say you're a couple. We're like, together. We're... Well, I never like to say like girlfriends. Is that like a I don't any know, of the above? Any of the yeah. above? Yes. Okay, cool. I've got a few more on my list, but we won't go through them. We'll stick with those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how long have you been together now? Um, We've been together for two years. Yes. Two years. <laughs> I noticed that Pip was very hot off the mark there. <laughs> and you scratched your head a bit. <laughs> two years. <laughs> so I'm counting. <laughs> uh, amazing. So we've got you two, and we're going to be talking about a few things like uh, identity. Uh, Sophie and I have talked about labels before, so I wanted to talk a bit about labels. Um, and we also want to talk about how your experience of predominantly straight men has happened since you've been in this lovely relationship. Right off the bat, though, I just want to obviously uh, hear it ship full of bombs and uh, loud and proud. I want to offer our sympathies uh, to Brianna Guy, uh, Jai, uh, who uh, sadly lost her life recently and obviously the investigation is ongoing. We just want to really put it out there, not to speculate, because uh, we're being asked not to. But obviously our thoughts uh, and wishes are with her family and friends. Uh, now then, we're going to talk later on a little bit about St. John's Church. Uh, because we talked about it in the last episode about what was going to happen there. And you, Sophie, have brought us a poem along that we're going to read out later on. Yes. yes. Poetry. I know. I'm bringing it all today, dear. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you for having me. And if we have time, then that would be Mm. nice to to do that. I think if we wanted to make a start about talking about like labels and things, I was honoured to have read your dissertation that you wrote. And it was about the trans students' experience of studying, wasn't it? Yeah. So in a nutshell, it was about trans social work students experiences Mm. of discrimination whilst on the social work course so Mm. sort of the irony of that you know in the fact that social workers pride themselves on promoting diversity and equality as one of our sort of main factors and Mm. then actually finding that whilst studying social work they still experience it on the course yeah and I think the irony is not lost on me because I'm obviously LGBTQ chair for the NHS and obviously Pip working in the NHS as well and obviously you as well we're all about equality and <laughs> we it's still yeah. see things that shocks us. I can, I can relate to that in as much as, uh, dis- as a disabled person. Mm. I was on disabled committees and stuff. Oh, yeah, tra- you were. trade union. Mm. Yeah. And the worst people who treated the committees of LGBTQ plus um, disabled people, young people, all these yeah. different women were the union. They treated you like crap. Oh, no. And yeah. just didn't want to do it. They, they, they had a the little voice. We're all for equality. And then yeah. they didn't do anything. 
Exactly. I, I mean, oh, it, yeah. it is. I think it's the world, the same world over, isn't it, for everybody? Is this, yeah. this it's a voice, isn't it? And mm. they li like to be seen as yeah. doing and promoting. Yeah. And they're not really. It's a bit of a front, isn't it? Yeah. There's it still is. There's so much work to be done. It's all just words. And I think w with words, you think about uh, Twitter and social media and especially... The the arguments about the trans rights and women's rights a lot of the issues are the types of words that we use the type mm. of language that is used yeah i find that a lot obviously working in the nhs but also in a department which is obviously originally became very things like woman-centered you had to mm. say things like that and we were encouraged to use that sort of language yeah and it's now a massive shift mm. and you know we talked about changing the language and saying birthing people you kind and of done a whole 180 on Absolutely, it. but you can imagine that people... Went went off. Went off and, and found that very hard. To on Saturday, I had somebody coming at me saying, everyone's moving, I've got to say chest feeding, I've got to say this. No, <laughs> you don't have to no. say that at all. It's there as an option, Yeah. but it's not that is not the law now. We haven't got rid of those words. They still exactly. exist. They're in the dictionary. Yeah. You can use them at your heart's content. But, you know, people like a battle. And also with the arguments you see on Twitter, especially around a certain author's uh, Twitter feed, we won't say her name, but J.K. Rowling. Um, never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> oftentimes, though, but also the people that are on the, the trans rights side and people that are on the women's rights side are often using egregious words and misusing words and also trying to one-up each other by using words wrong. And it also got me thinking, there is a connection here, Your Honour, I promise. I do have a point. <laughs> I am L Woods. Um, there's a new footballer from the Czech Republic has just come out. I can't remember his name. Uh, but he's just come out as gay. Y Yannick, I think his name Yeah, is. I think that's his name. Um, another top-flight footballer that's now come out, which is excellent. Um, but people underneath it, obviously a load of comments. Obviously, there's a lot of homophobia down there, sadly. But there was also a lot of people saying, why do we need labels? Why does he need to tell everyone that he's gay? It should be about the football. Um, and I've had a lot of people, especially some people from the LGBTQ plus community, who don't like labels. They don't like to refer to them as some, themselves as something. Whereas myself, and I know this is a bit of a secret again, but I'm going to out myself now. I'm a gay man. I know no, I don't. No, I, I know. Really? And God, in these forums, blimey. I know, honestly, I, honestly. You told me I've never been your friend. Though. Mark's just swooned. Um, <laughs> I identify myself as a gay cis male, and I'm quite comfortable with that, quite happy with that. And I wouldn't like my ability to say that or name that taken away. Whereas some people say, oh, I think we should get rid of all the words. And just say that these are my attractions, sort of thing. But without those labels, it's hard to say who you are attracted to because there's lots of words out there. How what is your approach to labels? Do we label ourselves? Do you? Well, we were sort of having this conversation on the way here, and actually, I think it's, it's basically whatever you feel is right for you. And I know that's quite an oversimplistic way to do it. <laughs> Brilliant, solved. But, okay, <laughs> goodbye. I'm done now. <laughs> um, no, but for me, like, it doesn't give me anything added. You know, it doesn't help me to give myself a label. So mm. I will just be like, you can say that I'm bi, pan, whatever you want if that gives the person that's trying to understand me. Because as human beings, we like to categorise, yeah. put things in neat boxes, because then we understand them better. So if you understand me better by saying, Sophie's bisexual, Sophie's pansexual, Sophie's queer, fine, cool, that's fine with me. <laughs> it's not going to impact my life, whatever you call me. But mm. I don't go walk around saying, hi, nice to meet you, my name's Sophie. I'm a cis, white female woman and I am pansexual. I don't I don't yeah. do that. Really. You don't do that kind of thing. Oh. You like to be people guessing. No, I'm just but, them. But yeah, also way. you find it help and also obviously people that label other people absolutely not not having it. Label I I yeah, if people have their own labels that that's what they use cracking. But I've never ever I think I think thinking about it I've never 
said what your sexuality was because I, I didn't know no. so i've never guessed because it would be inappropriate yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna assume that at some point you are attracted to women that's part of it yeah. i mean if not it wouldn't be it <laughs> <laughs> just drag people up the streets what's your approach to labels how do you feel about it yeah very similar to what you both just said i mean i think in some respects labels are good because I think you need to be able to see people who are being representative. So, for example, yeah. you to have footballers yeah. now openly come out and say, I'm gay, and be role models for other young boys, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the same for us. You know, if I had have seen people who didn't fit a certain stereotype, mm. but identified as actually very open with their sexuality you know that yeah. i think in some respects you the labels are helpful yeah but then i think people you shouldn't be defined by your label and i think people yeah. make the assumption i mean speaking for myself having re like sort of discovered what my sexuality was in some respects and then having a girlfriend obviously sophie then people suddenly are like you're a lesbian now <laughs> and they they That's have it. to they have That's to say it, it and they assume in, the door down change or, the label or people <laughs> make comments and say oh you you don't look like you don't look like a lesbian or you don't oh. look this way yeah, here we go. and that's yeah. again that's we, it's just an assumption of what yeah. you should be we're gonna we're gonna get we'll into that after, more, after our sure. next we are after our next um, song break we will i just wanted to um talk about as well because i think some of the labels as well that in my trainings i've given people that they found useful is sometimes they don't get their head around masculine and feminine presenting people and gender and the difference between gender gender presentation gender behavior one of my um bugbears obviously working in to do with uh you know people having children is <laughs> gender reveal parties no absolutely I not i think they disgust <laughs> me it's, but it's, it's, it, it's each to your own but it's not no get in the bin it's I not no. A gender reveal, and again, <laughs> no. this is around education, and it's just because people cannot say the word sex. <gasps> oh my goodness, I've said the word sex, mm. and I'm talking about babies. Yes, you're talking about the sex of a of a baby. You're not talking you're about, not how baby, baby. about how the baby about how the baby defines <laughs> itself. It's just yeah. ridiculous. So that that yeah, that just winds me yeah. up when you're talking. I have about been that. to a sex reveal party though, but I think it's a very different kind of party. That's different. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that, that, that footballer's name is Jakob Yankto, by the way. Jakob Yankto. Plays for Sparta Prague. Thank you. And that's also similar to Jake Daniels, who's the Blackpool uh, player who came out yeah. recently as well. And there's um, an Australian guy as well called uh, Josh Carvalho. We Carval are taking over the Premiership. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised Brighton didn't have more. That's a stereotype. Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Oops, I've done Guilty. it now. Um, right, lovely. So we're going to listen to some music, but I really want to start touching on, because what you just said, you don't look like a lesbian, is reminds me of when a, a guy that I knew who was the butchest chab I've ever met came out as gay and suddenly he was Louis Spence and it was the most ridiculous <laughs> chance. It was overnight. He's wearing leg warmers, eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> he's calmed down a bit now. Also moved to a different continent, uh, which is probably choice um right okay so uh the next song we're going to listen to um uh, i hope dan turpin's liking this yeah so if you're listening dan hello hello dan he's not Hi, dan. so maybe he's in a coma uh, yeah. already um right the next song is forbidden fruit by princess freesia and i believe this is a choice of yours mark yes yeah it's a uh, liar rob levs uh is an australian living in the uk um she's been making music for a long long time and uh yeah she's excellent well then, let's find out and see if we agree. <laughs>
Baby, don't make me spell it out for ya. All of the feelings that I got for ya. Can't be explained, but I can try for ya. Yeah, baby, don't make me spell it out for ya. You keep on asking me the same questions. And second guessing all my intentions. Should know by the way I use my compression. That you got the answers to my confessions. It's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender. And emotional, no sexual bender. Mess me up, yeah, but no one does it better. There's nothing better. That's just the way you make me feel. That's just the way you make me feel. That's just the way you make me feel. Uh-huh. So good, so good, so fucking real. Uh-huh. That's just the way you make me feel. That's just the way you make me feel. That's just the way you make me feel. You know I love it, so please don't stop it. You got me right here in your jean pocket. Laying your body on the shack carpet. Oh. You know I love it, so please don't stop it. Just the way you make me feel
and that was Paloma Faith, Make Your Own Kind of Music. And before that, we had Make Me Feel by Janelle Monet, who is outstanding. Uh, and then we also had Forbidden Fruit by Princess Freesia before that. Uh, I really enjoyed Princess Freesia. Well done. Yeah, she's very good. Very, very, very proud I mean, of she's you. She's got about nine or nine, ten albums and... Uh, they're all, all very much like that. It's all recorded on a laptop in her front room, basically. She's oh, I, I like that a lot yeah, more. She's very, very clever. I like that a lot more. Lovely. Thank you. Um, in the musical interludes, whilst we're enjoying the music, sometimes we have discussions that aren't suitable for airing. Honestly, I think if some of our things were heard, we would yeah. be taken away in little cart. However, <laughs> um, <laughs> on Saturday, myself and Megan Terrell are hosting Kadioki at Caddy's Comedy Club, which is a... Southend's first secret karaoke bar. By that, you just mean, told everyone. I know, I'm an idiot. Um, but it's basically where because it, we, we've hired a room with a stage, and uh, it's for people that love karaoke. Talent is optional, uh, and for a small ticket fee, so we can actually pay for the room. It means that you haven't got idiot drunkards being carried out. I was doing Viva Forever at um, a pub in Southend, and whilst I was getting to the um, the bridge, someone was being dragged out by. Bouncers. And apparently, it, it, was, was actually, it was quite a poetic it was a moment. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite poetic. But I want to hear about this karaoke bar because uh, Pip and Sophie have been sat here telling me that they've been planning for this karaoke night for a long time. But yeah. could you tell me about this one in the Philippines? We um. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we take karaoke very seriously. Um, but don't when you and Sophie get home from a night out and then <clears> oh, yes. we full on and like the lights go down <laughs> and YouTube comes on yeah. and the fake microphones come out oh, yeah. and we're strutting up and down pacing it's pacing. a performance in all fairness actually Sophie before um, well I think I don't know you weren't living together at that point but Pip and I had bubbled up and we were having we, we'd had quite oh. a lot and we'd watched a lot of one of Kai's quizzes and next thing you know I've got a scarf on my head we've got material we're doing <laughs> Wuthering Heights at the top of our lungs like we are in a music video so I get the mood yes, oh yeah I get absolutely. it you must be initiated when you <laughs> yes. uh, enter the property um, so when I was in holid on holiday a few years ago went to this um, place in the Philippines and it was a karaoke bar specifically which I thought perfect the drinks, there were two drinks on offer, beer or rum and coke, and they were the equivalent of one pound each. So, oh of course, God. I immediately ordered six rum and cokes. <laughs> we, and were they like watered down or were they like... They, no, they were, they, were. they were serious. I don't... <laughs> when I say I don't even drink coke on a daily basis, you know, yeah. I, I don't like it. So, but, you know, I'm but willing. I was, I was willing. The rum watered it down Oh, yeah, absolutely. And... That would be lethal. Yeah, it, w it was serious stuff. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't realise, obviously, in some cultures, how seriously they take karaoke in the mm. sense that you don't stand up. And I'm thinking, no, you should be drunk and you should be standing up and really <laughs> giving it some. But they were sat down. Nobody clapped. It was rude to clap. Um, sport. Absolutely. Oh my God. I, guess that is like, so I guess that is like psych silent orchestra, isn't it? That's what karaoke means. Yeah, yeah so I think that. it must be. Empty orchestra. Empty orchestra. Empty so orchestra. I guess that's what they recreated. Be respectful. I'm so sorry. Um, so it was, um, yeah, it was interesting. And they there was lots of people who, again, questionable talent, murdering <laughs> a lot of Whitney Houston ballads, which did no. break my soul, um, to quote Beyonce. Um, but anyway, then came our turn and obviously the Larry Brits that we are oh, yeah. couldn't possibly sit down. We no. were doing Queen, the Spice <laughs> Girls. There was drumming on the table. Perfect. Um, the power so, yeah, of karaoke. Absolutely. Power, well, this is it. And I, I should know because I've seen Sophie's babushka. Well, and what a mighty babushka it is as well. It's, it was magnificent. You took up the whole stage space with it. And I'm so small as well. <laughs> I don't know how I did it. <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah, you, both of you two put on a stage show. Oh, it yeah. is 
yeah. magnificent to watch. Even if you come to karaoke just to see yeah. Pip and Sophie, it's absolutely magnificent. <laughs> um, right, so before the break, we were talking about serious matters. Uh, we were talking about labels and things. And actually, we also touched on what we didn't touch on as well is, you know, I get pink news updates on my phone, yeah, like the emails it. that come in. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's really, that's really cool. Like, oh, pink news, you've gone too far. And I get a bit annoyed when pink news say, oh, a new sexuality has emerged. Like we've just unlocked a new Pokemon. <laughs> and it's kind of like, have you ever heard of like paleosexual or what all these kind of things? I'm like, I don't, okay, I'm struggling to learn all the words. Yeah. I understand there's two sides of it. Having phrases like aromantic or things like that. I understand why. So that a sense of community can be built. Uh, can be built because what you're going to Google if you're looking for other people that are like you, exactly, who are like asexual or aromantic, yeah. how are you going to find them yeah. if, they, if there's not a name or a term for mm -hmm. it? But then it's also that thing of, do we need a name for people that only sleep with blondes on a Tuesday, or is that too specific? <laughs> <laughs> Have we gone too far? <laughs> that sign's gone too far. <laughs> I'm not saying that there is words for that, but there's a lot more labels than Yeah, there's a lot more there's a lot more labels than there are actual people to label well. I imagine. <laughs> yeah, it is quite overwhelming, I think, sometimes yeah. for people to take in and to see again it comes down to that whole thing, must I fit into a box? Yeah. Or is it okay to actually say I don't know? And yeah. actually a lot of it is like the, the more categories and boxes and labels there are, the more pressure someone might feel to say, well, I've got to fit in one of them yeah. and I'd be weird if I didn't fit into one of them. And I've got to, I, I almost feel like, do some people have this pressure on them to, to make a decision and, and quickly do it, yeah. do it and do it quickly. Like make up your mind what hat. you are. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Or like, like a really intense Myers-Briggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. ESC gay. <laughs> <laughs> gay as Briggs, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's, but yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. I think there's also these new terms that kind of bandied around that I've been seeing, but certain terms aren't LGBTQ in my opinion. And, and one of them being aromantic. Aromantic, the idea that uh, you are interested in, uh, you have sexual attraction to people, but the idea of a, a pairing or a romantic coupling or a spiritual coupling isn't for you. And that for me feels more lifestyle than, mm. or preference yeah, of I would things say rather that than just someone chooses not to be in a relationship. Yeah. Yes. I mean, aromantic is definitely me yeah. between the ages of 17 and now. Riding solo. Yeah. Jason Derulo. <laughs> Don't wrong, it's not my choice. Uh, actually, no, it is my choice because I can walk around the house and do, leave the house whenever I want. Um, uh, not saying that you can't, obviously. Um, Right, lovely. So, good. Now, what we did touch on beforehand was, um, you don't look like a lesbian. <laughs> oh, yeah. That old Come chestnut. <laughs> Why? Yeah. So, I got, I get a lot of work when a member of the family are calling our service and they say, oh, we had a therapist come around. We can't remember who he was. And they'll say, oh, um, is it this person? This person? No, it's the gay one. And that I obviously don't like because they've just assumed my sexuality. So don't go around saying that I'm gay when I'm with my patients who are often in their 90s. Um, I don't obviously do that. But obviously I know that I'm camp. And so I know that my presence is quite camp. So I, I don't mind it when they say, oh, the camp one. Because I'm very aware of my physicalities and things. And it is a stereotype, but it is what it is. And obviously a lot of camp people are straight. Hashtag Lawrence Rowan and Bowen. Um, but... <laughs> do you stunned silence stunned I mean I, the, the fact that I don't know I can't get my head around it um, oh but don't look like a lesbian what kind of things obviously because I don't know obviously you're kind of newer to this kind of like being part of the community really aren't mm. you Pip really although you're always like that, not that. Um, but what opinions or 
responses have you had to you two, like checking into a hotel or Hang being on. out and about? Lipstick lesbian. Is that not a... Lipstick lesbian. A, t- a toe? <laughs> yeah. So I, I went for the gentler uh, <laughs> female presenting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Feminine presenting. Uh, but obviously not to label your sexualities, of course. But yeah, lipstick lesbian. Well, yeah. And also you had which one was the man, which one's the woman. Oh, oh yeah. God. Who yeah. wears the trousers? But who's the man? But who's in the... Yeah, all the time. Um, <laughs> but, but, but who... Yeah, but who's the man in the relationship? And it's like... Um, there is one. That's yeah. the kind of why point. we want to <laughs> be with each other. But people are, yeah, people are desperate. Um, so and so I they think because the they're used to seeing man woman. Absolutely, it's the default, isn't it? And I think we're, you know, even myself years ago. This is obviously I've had to educate myself on a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. So I think internalized homophobia, internalized homophobia, all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you, you, you have to learn. And as long as people are willing to learn, I think that's different. But it's just. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff. And I think, as you said, about feminine presenting, um, you know, women who like women, you get sexualized massively. And it's so different. I obviously can't speak for your experience as a gay man. I've never been sexualized once, yeah. Um, No, but there there are different things that we, that happen to us regularly um, as people in the queer community. Our experience—I mean, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, but I know Sophie and I have discussed this a lot—is that yeah, we get we get sexualized a lot. You know, yeah. we've we've people, you know, comments. Oh, can, can I watch? Can I watch? Can we just get into this? So idea many can times. So who's um, who's oh. saying it? When are they saying it? Okay, shall we <laughs> regale the story yes, of the tube or the the, the train? Do you yeah. want to tell the story? On a train? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This so we we had it. The the this was the best thing ever. We just been um, had a lovely day in London. Some some guy is approaching some young guy, gearing himself up to sort of try it on. You just read the body language. Um, so he sort of he's just like gets puffing ready, in, puffing himself up. So he's, yeah. over to you, so he's walking over to you two, sat on the train. Yeah, yeah walks Which over to both silly. of us. We're sitting on the train with two empty seats opposite us, mm-hmm. so we can see him. We're kind of facing that way, and as he goes to sit on the seat in front of us and sort of try it on a bit, Sophie's. I mean. You know, not ironically, Doc Martin boot. Um, <laughs> and my hairy leg. Uh, <laughs> and trousers. Um, <laughs> just just suddenly appeared on the seat and she just went, don't bother. <laughs> I went, bang, don't bother. <laughs> and he said, you know, and he's like, what, what? He said, we're gay. Just to sort of get rid of him. And then, um, yeah, and then his immediate response was, can I watch? Like literally, uh, a knee-jerk reaction yeah. to because we're gay was can I I'm watch? I'm sure that quite often that probably works, doesn't it? People say that to you and they say, just that once it didn't work. Oh, yeah. No, oh, oh yeah. Keep, keep trying because like. one day oh, no. <laughs> they're, gonna, they're just going to take you up on the offer. God just, loves yeah. a try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it is, and I think it obviously it is because <laughs> it's more likely probably going to happen too mm. to feminine presenting women because obviously yeah. and it is linked to the porn industry. Because exactly. as we know, a lot of heterosexual men do watch lesbian porn, and more often than not, no, no. <laughs> never, never, never seen it. What more do often, it I don't even know what porn is. <laughs> it involves a washing machine being broken, ah, okay. um, <laughs> but it obviously, obviously, it does often represent a lot of it's... feminine presenting women, hyper feminine, hyper sexualized women. The porn industry, when it's done in that way, when it's not like a queer safe space porn industry mm. where everybody is happy to take part, I like that side of the porn industry because that's the sort of up and coming 
Gross. Like sort of woke, <laughs> 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 as it were, um, industry. But yeah, the, the the sort of porn industry that is really damaging is really damaging to mm. the everyday. Mm. You know, the everyday relationship with two women just trying to come back from London after a nice day out. Mm. I think it literally, it's so insidious, it gets into everywhere because they've yeah. got this idea in their but head that two women having sex, can we all watch? Yeah. You know, no. And that also <laughs> comes from, as well, because obviously you said he was young. Yes. How old would you say? Oh, 12. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's about 12, aren't they? Uh, no, probably, yeah. I would have said 20. Yeah, 18. 18, but you would, 20. You would have thought that obviously generations have changed mm. so much and the LGBTQ yeah. plus community has accepted so much. So obviously this isn't, this isn't coming from a homophobic point of view. This is a no. tos- toxic masculinity chauvinism yeah. point of view yeah, where women yes. are objects there to serve. Women. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what a pleb. I hope he's standing on Lego every single day. <laughs> uh, but it, no, it is bonkers. And I don't, I've, but also as a gay man, if I've, I've been out with a male partner, we've never been asked if anyone could watch. Oh, mm. I've, I've seen myself. Mm. Why would you want to? But no, but also, We've never mastered it, and obviously this is a female thing. This is a female predatory thing, which is shocking. Yeah. But it's, mm. it's also now, um, now that you've obviously you can always come to Pride, but now coming to Pride for you, Pip, is going to be. Have you been to how many Prides have you been to? I haven't been to any Prides. Oh, Sophie, have you been to many yeah, Prides? Yeah, I've been to a couple in my life. I've yeah. been to York Pride and London Pride um, a couple of times. Yeah. I love a London Pride's absolutely incredible, and we can, can we please take Pip? Absolutely. I think we should go this year. But obviously yeah. also South End Pride. Yeah, as absolutely. Well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hashtag, yes, let's go always to South End Pride. Yeah. First and foremost, yes. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> Lovely. Well, thank you for talking about that and thank you for sharing your experiences. Uh, I, I Also, I imagine any of our, not just our uh, queer listeners, but also any of our just heterosexual female, cis, cis female listeners, and also our well, trans, some of our trans listeners as well, would have experienced the mm. very same on a regular basis. I can assure you that is a regular occurrence. Yeah, for... that's just one example out of quite a quite, few. Quite a few. Even so, I know that you've told me stories even when you've just been out and about on South End High Street, when you've been checking into a hotel. Was it a hotel? I can't remember. You said somebody, I can't remember when it was, when you said that you were sharing a room and I think they asked about your... Was this Brighton or... I can't um, remember. I can't. I don't know about that one actually. Maybe sure. we talked about it last night, and I can't remember which one we're talking oh, wow. about. Oh wow! It was there was there was a time in a in a pub where it was oh, it quite similar, pub, yeah. and I think it was somebody in Sophie's kind of old local pub, and they the person behind the bar who did oh, just could not accept oh, that yeah. now she was with yeah. a with a <laughs> with a woman. That's it. Because when I last went in the pub, I think I was with my ex, who is a guy. Um, and then he was like, oh, nice to see you, Sophie. And just like completely blanked Pip, like she didn't even exist. Mm. And was like, oh, uh, so where, where, where's your guy then? Where's your fella? And I was like, oh, no, I'm not with him anymore. Sort of made a light of it, sort of tried to move on. And he would not drop it mm. and was like, no, no, the guy with the beard, you know, your, your <laughs> partner. I was like, no, I'm not with him anymore. This is my new partner now pointed to pip who's standing next to me and he was like all right yeah can i watch oh no exactly yet almost again. like a perfect callback that we oh, needed I know. um also just one more thing as well thinking about where we work and thinking about the regular environments that we are in um and i i think we, a lot of us in the lgbtq plus community and also people that just aren't do you ever get that do you have a boyfriend oh yeah, yeah. Like, all the time it, and also because i for me, it's the natural conversation starter when you're looking after somebody who's having a baby mm. is often, have you got any kids? Are you married? Are you this? 
And it, it's just an icebreaker and they're trying to find a common ground. But at the same yeah. time, I think it, it is hard because I don't really want to start talking about all of that. No. And it's my private life anyway. Mm. But you've got to, sp- and then you've got to go into it in so much detail. That's it. And sometimes it's just effort with people that you don't really know. And also you don't know how they, they will react because yeah. we're in the 21st century and everything. But um, obviously, you know, woke generation um but <laughs> lots of people ain't woke people yeah, and also yeah. lots of people that we come and experience we you know that we will experience in our working lives are from hugely religious backgrounds mm. they have come from completely different cultures it is so for them it will be very it will be a huge deal to suddenly yeah. whereas for us it may be not so much it's funny you should say that i remember when i was 18 it was freshers and i was living with a group of lads and one lad i knew was quite religious um i believe he was um of a christian derivation or maybe a catholic derivation um and he almost tried to trick me into admitting that i was straight like when he knew that i was gay it was a a, i'm just this is a core memory unlocked we were stood by the fridge freezer you're welcome i'd have got chips in the oven um uh tennis courts birmingham well done and um I remember him saying, so is there any women that you find attractive? I was like, oh, you know, Angelina Jolie is very beautiful. And this is obviously 2008. And uh, he was like, all oh, right. He said, so um, would you like kiss them and stuff? I was like, oh, no, that's not my thing. He went, well, if you think they're beautiful, then you might want to probably do that then, don't you? <gasps> and I was like, I did say, are you trying to cure me? This is so weird. Kitchen sink conversion. <laughs> <laughs> Curing me next to turkey dinosaurs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Everyday conversion. Every- oh my God. <laughs> Sponsored by <laughs> Captain Birdseye. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, lovely. Right. Okay. Listen to some of uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to listen to some more music now. Uh, I haven't even. I should have really like thought about what we were doing, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to go. Oh, do you know what? Because it's. Um, karaoke coming up on saturday my friend Gemma often sings this song uh jemma longhurst who's been on the show for our halloween episode big um, up Gemma. big up Gemma. um <laughs> so Lovely here is she drove a long way about crashing you but though, didn't she she drove to <laughs> hold on <laughs> this is, i love that this is now i think we got to tell Gemma's listeners Gemma drove to ipswich That's right, yeah. and then to bury st edmunds right. and then back and then back to south end yeah. And she didn't crash once. Oh, the really car really stayed good. working. Well Miracles Gemma. do happen. It's well done, Gemma. So incredible. Yeah. And so this song is. She dedicated. went via Aberdeen, though. Oh, yeah, via <laughs> Aberdeen, and she stopped off, yeah. She went to Calais, though. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah as the bird flies as well. So there's a lot of damage. Uh, right, this is dedicated to Gemma Longhurst. It's Glory Box by Porter's Head. Oh, good tune.
And that was Bastille with Laughter Lines, uh, a song that I chose, which I absolutely adore. And uh, before that, we had another song. It was by Blondie, wasn't it? Hold on, I'm scrolling. Oh, Hanging, Hanging on, on the Telephone, telephone by Blondie. That was a good song, that one, wasn't uh, it? And before that, we had Portishead with their Glory Box. Who are Mrs. Who are Mrs. Also, I, think, I'm sorry, I feel really bad for the listeners because they haven't been able to see the wanton joy of Sophie finding the tiniest arcade fire oh, CD in so the world. Cute. It's like the borrower's <laughs> version of a CD. Absolutely adorable. Which is also my version. Uh, <laughs> right, we're going to do a gear shift now. And we're going to start talking about quantum physics. No, um, uh, we've just realised that we've, we've, we've kind of talked about, not heavy stuff, but we've talked about like social politics. We've talked about identity and all that kind of jazz. Like we're on question term, heavy on the queue, if you know what I mean mean um but now let's talk about some tv and films and the one thing that we need to talk about is happy valley happy valley was on and it finished and now it's finished forever and our lives will never be the same so the scene so avoiding spoilers where possible there's a scene where jamie norton is behind a sofa and sarah lancaster is in the sofa and he pops his head up Oh, it gives me the creeps just thinking about it. Horrible. It made me jump. It was so wonderful. Yeah. The way that they've ended it and it felt like they tied a lot of loose ends up. Yeah. It's very good. It felt like a bit of a sprint to the end. It did feel like a let's just push it all in. I feel mm. like they could have either have put it put it in two episodes or yeah. done an extended version. Like a, a, an hour and I a would, half. I would have happily watched a, yeah. another two parts. I would have watched a film length. It was, yeah. yeah. There was lots to wrap up. So in a short yeah, space of time, absolutely. So yeah, it was it a little bit like ten uh, years, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. And the boy that played Ryan was Ryan. from the Offset. What a revelation! Yeah, and um, he's uh, in the first series of of Happy Valley for for those avid fans out there. Um, <laughs> my mum has since started rewatching all oh, of Happy we Valley. To, we need to mention. It. Hold on, yeah. let's just Hang mention on. Jill. Yeah, she should get a mention. Hello, Jill. She gave us so many ghost stories in our Halloween special. Jill Terry. She's full of them. Jill Terry is an absolute legend. She's full of it. Oh, yeah. She is. She is a legend. She's a legend. Love you, Jill. You're marvellous all the time. And she is re watching Happy Valley Mm. from the start, even though she's already seen the ending. But 
trying to sort of educate us on everything. And it's like, yeah, we have actually seen this before, Mum, but okay, that's fine. Um, and she suddenly realised where one of Sophie and I's favourite quote is from. And it's from one of the episodes in Happy Valley where little Ryan is on his bike and mm. his dad's just, you know, a horrible, narcissistic person. And, um, yeah, and, and little Ryan's just riding around and he just, in this thick northern accent, just goes... You'll be right. <laughs> You'll be right. Exactly. You'll be right. Yeah. And that has just stayed with us ever since. So thank you so much, Happy Valley. Yeah, for that thank quote. you. Yeah. I've got to say, I was reading a few reviews of it because obviously I do love it. And I, Sarah Lancaster and Nicola Walker are going oh. to be remain my favourite female actresses in the UK. Uh, even there's a uh, there's a video where Sarah Lancaster wins a BAFTA, and even in it she says, "I feel like I should thank Nicola Walker, and she weren't even in it." <laughs> and uh, I really love it. Um, I love that relationship. I think it's because they pe- play very downtrodden, powerful women struggling mm. with mental health and stress mm. and all that. And they they play it so well. They do, uh, especially a uh, Nicola Walker in Split, um, and she also featured in Scott and Bailey, and she's just a fantastic mm. actor. Um, but yeah, so some of the reviews. Their accents are fantastic, and the accent is so endearing. It but is. Jamie Norton's did drop off occasionally. I was there as as a not a speech, well, yeah, as a speech therapist. I'm there watching, <laughs> it going, "Hang about, don't." Mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll do. do. I'll do. I'll do. He drops it there, love. He looks very. Pick <laughs> it back up again. He looks yeah. very pretty in this series. He's had a glow up, yeah. Oh, yeah. apart from the bloody wig. Oh my god. Ooh, the oh, that wig was, was a challenge wig. for everyone involved. RuPaul oh. would have dragged them to filth. Take Michelle Massage would have off your head. <laughs> Take that dirty mop off your head. And put it in the wash. <laughs> then put it in the bin. <laughs> and then put it in the bin. I'll tell you what I did watch which was a, a massive surprise to me. Have you had a chance yet to watch Our Flag Means Death? No. no. I've seen the first couple of episodes. Oh, wonderful. It's Taika Waititi creation. Oh. Uh, and there's also outstanding comedians in it, like Leslie Jones featuring mm-hmm. in the like, episode, and quite a few SNL people are in it. And it's about a uh, kind of a, a camp, but a, a really wealthy man in the UK who's married to his wife who decides that he's unhappy. It, it, was, it was an, uh, an arranged based marriage. Story, based on a true story. It was arranged marriage. And he just decides one day, do you know what? I'm going to have a breakdown and my breakdown is going to look like I'm going to join the golden age of piracy. And so he joins the golden age of piracy, gets his own boat, gets his own crew and becomes a pirate. Right. And this is about him realising that he's a gentleman. He's a soft touch. He's a soft touch. And is he cut out to be a pirate? Oh, and he mm. also then s- strikes a very close friendship and relationship with, with Longbeard. Uh, right. Blackbeard, rather, who is um, played by Taika Waititi. And it is phenomenal. It has a uh, non-binary character in it. It has all sorts of lovers explored and never labelled. And also it's a seamless, it's even cast from Orange is the New Black in it. There's a seamless moment when one of the um, pirates is is pretending to be male, but is actually biologically female. And all characters, without even discussing it, switch to they. And it is... Fantastic. Incredible. It's mm. lovely. It's so beautifully written. You've, you've sold it to me. There. And it's also yeah. very funny. We'll be there. We'll be yeah, well, it would be. Reese Darby's brilliant. Reese Darby is the is the guy who plays the gentleman. I can't remember his character's name, but it's, it, that is phenomenal. Obviously, same creators of like um, Into the Shadow. No, yeah. what we do in the what shadows. we do in the shadows and all of that. Yeah. It's got that sort of flavour and vibe Amazing. to it. So I strongly recommend that one if you're wanting that. And obviously, I'm still bereft after the traitors. I watched the American one, but well, the same. No, it weren't yeah. the same. No, I made different decisions. I did watch the new episode of a new series on Channel 4 with Claudia Winkleman. And you know I'm a absolute sucker for Curtain Fringe. Aye. But this one is 
you know the idea of that the flash mob. You've always liked mine, haven't you? Well, this is it. I bet your fringe is absolutely. <laughs> it's because it's so <laughs> glossy. Straight, it's glossy. It is glossy. Right? The fringe uh, to end all fringes. That's <laughs> how I heard. <laughs> so this is um. Uh, the idea of like the pianos that are based in uh, like train stations. This show is called The Piano. And 10 random people that can play the piano go in and have a go at playing it in the middle of the train station. And it's like, like who, how many people stop and watch them and how good they are. They're just regular people. Is it but, real? You know? Yeah, it's like a reality show yeah. sort of thing. Uh, but they don't know that they're secretly being watched by, get this, Lang Lang, one of the most famous piano pianists in the world, and uh, Mika. Oh, really? <laughs> They're secretly watching, and out of the ten they see in that session, they decide which of those. And also, none of them are bad. All of them are outstanding. It's just about which one of them they feel. And the they then create a massive festival. So one person from each episode goes and plays in one of the biggest piano halls in the UK, like a massive auditorium, mm. and they get the chance to play piano on one of these massive stages. Oh, wow. so it's just a quite little cute show, and also it's Claudia Winkleman and Mika. How, wherever they. How been. is it that they're all that good though? Mm. Is it just editing? Is it just good editing? This is it. I don't. It could be because I could be an idiot, but I also love it. Really rubbish edi editing. So I, <laughs> I hate anything that's kind of like coming up after the break. Mm. A man cries, and I, and I don't. I just hate television. Full stop at the moment. <laughs> no, because before the break, they tell you what they're gonna, what yeah. they've just done, yeah. and yep. what they're gonna do after, after the break. Yeah. And when the break when finishes, they say. What they just done, and, and what what's they're going to I'm watching the bloody program. Yeah. Yeah, don't yeah. tell me. I don't. So I always. You don't need to spoon feed me. And then at yeah. the end of the program, what's happening in the next episode? I don't want to know. This is why I'm watching it. Yeah. If you want to flip a table, Mark, at home, and I really get more tables. I've been watching. I really love 24 Hour in Police Custody on Channel Four. Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. There's one that was one couple of episodes based in South End. We move on. <laughs> um, there's an American one. The first 48 hours because they're a bit slower, aren't they? And um, <laughs> there's a, an episode of... No just... racial stereotypes on Ship of the Bombs. <laughs> You're welcome. And, uh, uh, yeah. And um, so then the it keeps going up a bit before the break. A bit before the break. Did you kill him? And it's every break. Did you murder him? And you're like, oh, oh, get to the end of the episode. Is it? And then suddenly you see the scene in real life. Did you kill him? No. Oh. All right then. And he just gets up and walks out. And you're like, oh, oh. I, knew I hate you all. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to watch that. <laughs> Series 16, I episode 3. Saved us, Mark, I think I've saved you a lot of time there. Well, I we even do it on the BBC. For, I mean, for example, I love MasterChef. I do. And I love uh, Great British Menu. I've been watching Great British Menu. And they say, in the next episode, oh, don't look. I'm watching it. Yep. And I'm going to watch the next episode. I don't want to see. Mm, just turn it off at that so point. So what I do, I always record. I record. I I don't watch a lot of live telly. I record stuff and watch it. Yeah. So then you just turn it off at that point. So yep. Because I, I don't need to know because I'll, I'm going to be watching it. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to tell me. Don't try and lure me in. I think that's like why that. a lot of people hate The Masked Singer because it is a 30-minute show that's stretched out to an hour and a half. Yeah, also, trash. where are it's trash. where's dignity? Where's the dignity? Yeah. Speaking of speaking of speaking of Master Chef. I've got a I clip, I've got lie. a reel on Instagram of me watching MasterChef and it's when, bless the lady that narrates it. Um, India she, somewhere around Yeah, there. and she says, um, Sarah's now coming up to the lectern to present her pristine chocolate taco. And I've never heard that collection <laughs> of words <laughs> in, my, in my life. And I spat my Dr. Pepper out. <laughs> it was just, it was, I've never heard that oh, phrase. I'll it never will together, again. Pristine, pristine chocolate, chocolate taco. taco. I'm like, oh, best in show. Oh, lovely. Well done you, Sarah. Someone's been looking after themselves. Um, right, okay. So I'm glad that we, so we've completed TV. Uh, yeah, we, um, I'm going to plug 
two, two other shows. Oh, yes, I, please do. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the first one is Dope Sick, which <gasps> am I allowed to say what? Yes, you absolutely it, can, yeah. Disney Plus. And oh, the streaming it's, services I've are available. Co- I've completed yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. But they're not as good. Uh, no, no they're I, not. Uh, I completed it. Yeah. After your recommendation. Yeah. I um, I get very obsessive when it comes to really, like films and television mm. shows that I love. And Michael this was Keaton. one of them. Michael Keaton is an absolute saint. And mm. just, I think he's a wonderful actor, personally. It's about the, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, it's about, it's about the um, OxyContin opioid epidemic that happened in America over a course of time, um, starting from the 90s, I believe. Which and they blame on one of the largest drug problems in America is linked to this company. Which yeah, this pharmaceutical company, and all they care about is profit. And mm. um, Michael Keaton plays a GP in a mining town in Virginia. And obviously... They were the perfect suckers for it because, mm. oh, back pain, of, yeah. have some more well, of this. Exactly. And it's absolutely shocking and it is a true story and it's based on the uh, the book, um, Dope Sick. And, and it's, it's also the, the, the reps are being told to lie to GPs based on no evidence that no. it wasn't addictive. Yeah. And the then next thing, thing you know, the drug problems oh. in America spiral. Yeah, and it's just... It's yeah. brilliant. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I am it's, hooked. Yeah, uh, yeah. oh, well, <laughs> the irony is not lost on any of us there, so... <laughs> <laughs> so it is, it is bleak, but it oh, is... Oh, yeah, it's not Disney. No. Um, yeah. Features on Disney, but mm. no, uh, not in Canto. So, yeah. Uh, recommend that also on Disney Plus. I don't have shares in Disney Plus, by the way. <laughs> um, they just seem to host a lot of good stuff. Is the Bear, which is <sighs> um, which is it is kind of heavy, but it's also not. But they're lovely half an hour episodes. You cannot beat half hour eps. You can smash through that sweet series. Um, mm. It's sweet and I did quick. It in a day. The main actor, I forget his name. He was, he was in, in the American Shameless. Yes, wasn't he? and he is. I forget his name. We will get an expert oh. on that. He looks like a young Gene Wilder. You'll know what I mean he's when you see him and when you watch him. Very it. good looking, yeah. He's very oh, attractive. Gorgeous. He has beautiful arms and he is a chef and he basically takes Jeremy over. Jeremy Allen White. Jeremy Allen White, thank you. And he takes over his uh, sort of the family business, which is a Chicago sandwich shop in a really rough kind of area. And he has to take over and he's been at these fancy restaurants and he's, he's worked Michelin star places yeah. hasn't he? so he's he's really struggling with that it's a very stressful watch because it's the whole chef kitchen environment I and think anyone that's worked in catering worked in a kitchen Oof. they really generate that yeah. anger stress the fact that you can scream at somebody during a shift and be fine with them afterwards um, because I used to work in I've worked in mm. kitchens before especially the one that was trying for a Michelin, Michelin star and the chefs are like artists and they have breakdowns. If you go and take a souffle out and the souffle has gone wonky sort of thing, you take it back. I've seen one just throw the whole plate in the bin. Like, no. it's just like, that's that's not how I want it. And it's just, yeah, so it's shocking. It's pressured, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah. in that environment it's... I would be the souffle <laughs> 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 put me in the bin I'm done I'm out souffle Sophie so <laughs> souffle Sophie. Fisher is just flat pancakes <laughs> in the bin throw me out I'm I no am good. baked Alaska I'm baked my last Alaska no absolutely great and also Mark I was going to have a go at you because last time I was yeah. here you told me to watch Elementary I started yeah. watching it I was like I actually I'm really enjoying this because Lucy Lou's a revelation yeah. and I love Lucy Lou and then it went off Amazon. Yeah, it was and back was, again now. Though. And now it's back yeah. and it's fine again. So yeah, I, I was going to fall out with you, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm back over that. But yeah, I've got, I've got to go back to it because it did drop off. And I mean, they're both brilliant. Johnny Lee yeah. is great, but Johnny Lucy Lou is superb in it. I, I, don't, I, mean, I love her anyway. I, I don't think there's any 
uh, character that she's portrayed that I've not enjoyed. No. I loved her in Charlie's Angel. Oh, but she's different Charlie's in this, Angel. isn't she? She's got there's something about her that's there's, different. There's uh, that, that, that hidden power. That yeah, yeah, she's really good. And, and it's just why the way her her character develops throughout the series mm. is really really quite. Oh, and good. Kill Bill as well. Oh yeah, magnificently yeah, killable. Yeah. But Charlie's Angels, the original, yeah. even Charlie's Angels, full throttle, like fight me. I love, I love it. <laughs> if you could have, <laughs> if you could have the most like actual physics defying quad biking race whilst Pink yeah. is singing. Oh yeah, <laughs> featuring Pink on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, that is a must. <laughs> it is the most. Also, it's one of Melissa McCarthy's first role. She plays a bit part in it. Oh she just plays an angry neighbour. I forgot she was in that. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love all that. Pointless. Get your answers down. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Um, speaking. I was trying to do a segue between pointless and seven inches, but I'm not going to be able to reach it. Too too big a segue, if you will. Um, But um, Mark's going to whip out. Could have the pointless hobby of buying thousands of the things. Well, this is it. This is what I do. And because (laughs) I can't say that, Uh, because Mark's got a multitude of seven inches to show us today, Uh, he's going to now get his seven inches out and play some for us. Yeah, I've got a few to play. Uh, Lovely. So we're going to have a lovely vinyl musical interlude. Take it away, DJ Smart. Lanka. No, I do. Mark. Do. Mark. DJ yeah. Mark. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll workshop it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is holding out since it's you make my dreams.
house on the wall is dope star means murder I walk over a bridge calm with troubled water Doing what I want to and not what you order Some decisions are made like a lamb to a slaughter Once made, I think you'll find it hard to order
you up. So there, that's an old banger, isn't it? Uh, before that, we had I Owe You One by Shalimar. Before that, we had Smooth Criminal by uh, Michael Jackson. And before that, we had something else I can't remember. Hang on a minute. It, it was about 30 seconds ago. So, oh yeah, Wishing on the Star by Fresh Four uh, Children of the Ghetto featuring Lizzie. And then before that, we had Ain't No Love, Ain't No Use by Sub Sub. And we started off with You Make My Dreams by Paul Oates. What an outstanding seven inches. And what, can I just say what a lovely, nice, clean, new deck you have. Lovely, lovely set of decks. Very sorry if you heard what can only be described as a wildebeest smashing through porcelain. <laughs> but um, uh, Pip decided it was a great time to readjust a chair as it was 10 seconds before the song ends. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like somebody played Twister on the own. And my mic, my mic was up all the way through that. So I anyway, so it doesn't matter anyway. It'll be up on the, on the website. We'll write down what songs you've listened to, but yeah, you'll all know that you've yeah, been yeah, Rick yeah, Rolled. Yeah, Someone yeah. wished upon a star at one point and yeah, Michael Jackson yeah, was a smooth yeah, criminal yeah, and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> All the uh, notes is in there somewhere. Anyway. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, make all my dreams come true. Uh, Pippi, you settled now? I'm, I'm settled. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. Chaos <laughs> does follow. It was like, do, 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 do. I'm making sure you heard me saying. Yeah, oh, yeah. You just know that. You, you were mansplaining to her. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Our mother. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Right, okay. So um, thank you for that uh, DJ interlude. Uh, we're now getting to our last segment of the show. Some of you will be overjoyed. Some of you will be absolutely devastated. Um, but we've wanted to bookend the show with serious discussion at the beginning, some fun chats in the middle, and now we're going to bookend it with some seriousness again. Um, so last time we were on Loud and Proud, we talked about on the 28th of January, uh, St. John's Church in South End were hosting the Living Out group. Uh, to do a talk and this has obviously caused a lot of concern for the LGBTQ plus community in the area and uh, South End Pride went and peacefully protested and I really stress that really really stress that but they actually just sat there and handed out leaflets and all they were handing out are LGBTQ plus friendly and open churches in South End and it was a list of seven they handed out on leaflets and South End Pride lot said to me that their reception was really lovely there was no problems uh and that's how these things should be done these how these protests or i want to say something that should be done with peace and kindness and just information mm. lovely um do either of you two know much about the stepping out uh living out uh movement or anything like that i've got a head wobble thank you for that uh, uh no not really <laughs> not really but you were aware of what was happening at aware of what was happening yeah, yeah. Exactly. and uh so stepping out is a group where they I, I've read the website. The website's got loads of articles on it. And so that's why I feel that it's quite um, insidious because they present themselves very, very well read, uh, really putting out on the table what they're all about. And what they're all about is that, you, of course, you are more than welcome to be gay yeah, or a lesbian. Uh, they kind of only really kind of... It's very really, kind. It's really nice of them, actually. I was like, thank you for that. I'll get my welcome pack. <laughs> um, they don't really talk about much. As I do mention trans, but not a lot. What they say is that they're talking about trying to link your sexuality with your religion and your faith. And there is such a huge table for that discussion to happen. And those tables can be absolutely lovely experiences. They, however, feel that sex is not everything. And therefore, you can live a happy, healthy, Christian, gay life in celibacy. And my friend Jen, who we, we featured her music as Rooks, she said, if you're having a group, you're having a discussion in a church about an idea or a way of living without a counter argument there mm. that is not a discussion that is a rally mm -hmm. how do you feel about this idea of celibacy or, or um 
floating the idea of celibacy to young LGBTQ plus minds, because that is the target audience, really, in this. It's basically just a segue of, no, don't be gay. Yeah. <laughs> conversion. conversion. It's, it's just it's conversion. conversion. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just they're, they're not being particularly subtle, but they're just trying to get it in mm. by sort of saying, yeah, we are accepting, but actually just it'll be it'll be lovely that's great just don't have sex well that's yeah heavily involved in sexuality yes funnily enough and also it kind of goes back to this the 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 idea of celibacy before marriage and we also know what that often led to and mm -hmm. obviously if you look at the um which is look at the state of lives back then um but yes, this idea that you, the practice of it, of um, demonstrating your love to a partner is wrong only if you do it. If a heterosexual does it, that's fine. Mm. Now, this is not to say that some uh, religious people will do celibacy because that's how they feel closer to God. And in my mind, if, if there are a group saying we're promoting celibacy end of uh, because we believe that that's how, what the scriptures say, I get that. They're, that's that's a group. But this is not. This is specifically it's to the LGBTQ it's plus. It's targeting somebody. Yes, yeah. it's targeting an LGBTQ plus community. But the 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 problem with it is is that the the website almost draws you in and it's like, oh no, they do get it. And then you'll see a sentence in an article where you're like, oh no, you don't get it at all. They even try to justify um, the fear that a lot of us have because if you think about teenagers and the suicide rates, and we we know about mm. all these young people. I'm sorry about mentioning suicide without a trigger warning there, um, but we know that people's sexualities can cause a lot of mental health problems when you're younger. And I don't know if that was a similar experience for... Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I work in mental health social work and I have people that, you know, clients that are struggling with their gender and sexuality and that is, you know, compounding the mental health problems that they're already experiencing. And when they go on to the blooming, you know, the wards, the psychiatric wards, when the consultant psychiatrists themselves don't even acknowledge the gender that they want to be mm. known as, that's contributing to low self-worth, low self-esteem. Nobody cares mm. and listens to me. Absolutely. And then when it's dressed up in a massive organisation as a religion or a, or a, or a organised religion, um, we have this... Uh, we had this idea that does that contribute? And we've seen so many things. We've read so many articles of young people conversion camps, especially in America. And I know this is a huge problem in America and their conversion camps, which is absolutely feral and disgusting. And I can't believe it's taken so long for us to get rid of it in this country. But this website, I've read it, I've read it. You can go read it yourself. says that there's not evidence that a religion has led to young persons suicide involving their sexuality absolute nonsense <laughs> absolutely right uh they say that the media often compounds it as such and blames the faith but actually their argument is that you need to embrace these young people and embrace people that are lgbtq and you should always involve them always involve them in group discussion uh, as long as you're not having a shag exactly. <laughs> as, long, as you so eloquently said uh <laughs> you're not uh practicing that um and their argument is that sex isn't everything blah blah and but again just lgbtq exactly. plus people and it's i think we agree this is a book that was written not by jesus or god whoever they are it was written by a group of blokes mm. a few hundred years ago yeah. and that was probably the rules of the time yeah times change if that book was written today probably a bit different yeah, absolutely. yeah i know <laughs> uh they probably have a covid warning in it probably um <laughs> But also, we said lovely words because obviously um, Mark so eloquently said um, shag. Uh, <laughs> but you have a poem for us by A. Houseman, don't you, yes, Sophie? I, I do, actually. And almost very much like Giles Brandreth. 
You are going to <laughs> you are wearing a lovely jumper actually. <laughs> you don't have to do it in the style of Charles Bradworth. Um but if you I could, think you should. Well, yeah, why why have you chosen this poem? Where have you got it from? Why has it spoken to you? What's going on? Okay. What are you doing? Uh, what's this about? Um, so thank you for allowing me to do it. And basically on that sort of note, it's kind of, you know, um it's all right if as long as we don't see it, you know, you gotta live by our rules and you can be gay we, we just don't want to see it don't want it yeah. slapped in our we, faces we tolerate but don't embrace yeah so um my dad because my dad is great and very up on it for a, a 70 something year old um <laughs> he sent me a bbc sounds um sort of program that's was coming out because it was valentine's week and it's called cupid loves eros which is an exploration for Valentine's Week of queer love poetry across the millennia. And one of the poems that stuck out to me, which was read by Stephen Fry himself. I mean, I'm not going to do it any justice because it was Stephen <laughs> Fry that was reading here, not yeah, me. But you're translating it for the Essex year. I so am, I am, nice. exactly, yeah. I have to, <laughs> you know, know your audience and all that. So, um, <laughs> so this is one that, that Stephen Fry read out and it's by A.E. Houseman, and it was written in 1922, so kind of the time where Oscar Wilde was going to prison uh, for being gay. Sondermite. Himself, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's called The Laws of God, The Laws of Man. It goes like this. The laws of God, the laws of man, he may keep that will and can, not I. Let God and man decree laws for themselves and not for me. And if my ways are not as theirs, let them mind their own affairs. Their deeds I judge and much condemn. Yet when did I make laws for them? Please yourselves, say I and they, need only look the other way. But no, they will not. They must still rest their neighbour to their will and make me dance as they desire with jail and gallows and hellfire. And how am I to face the odds of man's bedevilment and God's? I, a stranger and afraid, in a world I never made. They will be master, right or wrong, those, though both are foolish, both are strong. And since my soul we cannot fly to Saturn nor to Mercury, keep we must, if keep we can, those foreign laws of God and man. I mean, that was absolutely beautiful. Not a dry eye in that. Well, very, very beautifully done. And also, yeah, uh, the laws of God and man. Let's exactly. keep it separate. I, yeah, separate, separate church and state. Um, absolutely lovely. Well, thank you very much indeed. We're going to play out with three songs and actually we've now come to the end of our time. So um, first of all, I wanted to say thank you, Mark, for your knobs and buttons. You're welcome. Uh, thank you, Pip, for your regaling us with, uh, I mean, the Philippines and, oh, yeah. and just trashing else. the joint before. <laughs> before yeah. Sorry, yeah. Apologies about my <laughs> noisy <laughs> entrance. <laughs> <laughs> noisy entrance, phrasing. Um, but also, just thank you for also your TV recommendations like Dope Sick and The well. Bear. And Sophie, thank you for your poetry and thank, thank you. you for your just top draw banter. <laughs> uh, very, very nice news. That is uh, Pip Gatley and Sophie Fisher and Mark Lancaster. They'll be tagged on the Facebook posts. Uh, the next three songs that we're going to listen to, I should have probably decided, but I was too lost in literature. Um, so we've got In These Shoes by Kirsty McCall. Uh, that was a choice by you, Sophie, and Pip, wasn't it? No, it was both of us, baby. Joint. Basically. Both of us joined. Oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you make me sick. Um, uh, and then it will be, it should have been me by Yvonne Fair because that is a absolute belter. Uh, and then I think to throw back to Sophie at karaoke, we'll be playing finally Babushka by Kate Bush. Are you ready, Mark, uh, to hear a bit of Kirsten McCall? Off we go. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you in a month. Come back soon, Dan. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Dan.
There'll be silence, please. If any objections to this wedding, speak now or forever. Forever hold your peace. And I stood up and said it should have been me. And how 
Thank you. 